0: This episode is brought to you by gator frameworks
1: yes uh, gator has released their new frameworks line which is a broadcast podcast line of products so they have boom stands we're they have, broadcasting we're podcasting <laughs> yeah, we, we we out here baby they have uh you know headphone stands everything to kind of step up the you know your little podcast and uh make it professional it's very cool uh very easy to use easy to mount you can clamp them onto your desk you can drill them into your desk Everything to kind of, you know, yeah. whatever works for you. And the cord management on these things is pretty awesome. Very cool, and they're super easy to use, too. So they can hold up, you know, the three-and-a-half-pound microphones.
0: Hefty. The very, hefty the, microphone. The
1: hefty, hefty ones. They have uh, different uh, microphone stands throughout the range, and we have the deluxe ones here, but they also have, uh, you know, different pricing for, uh, you know, to fit your budget. Check it out at GatorFrameworks.com. Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower. With me today, we got... Kyle McIntyre and then on the line a uh, long time coming we've we've been planning this messaging back and forth but we got uh Gabriel from Echo Park Guitars on the line. say hi
2: hola what's going on <laughs> man so I'm good it's cold here
1: yeah uh where
2: are you yeah. calling from uh Detroit Michigan
1: there you go the the rock
2: city <laughs> the rock and roll capital of the universe I there suppose.
1: you go cool so um we're gonna you know. One, I mean, thanks so much for uh, you know joining us on the show here.
2: Pleasure, yeah. Thank you for inviting me because uh, I love what you guys do. Awesome. Well,
1: thank you, thank you. But I know it's like yeah, scheduling I think we've been talking about it for like four or five months. <laughs> <laughs> but we, the stars aligned, and we got it going. Yeah, that seems. Yeah, to... it's all good. That That's seems to be a, awesome. our, our style. We we talk about it. I'm like, yeah, totally, totally. Ah, shit. What about this time? What about that? Ah, fuck. And then, but it, we're we're here. We're making it. We're li- living it. We're living the dream. But That's it. we're gonna get more into Gabriel and his company, what he does, all the cool shit that he does. I mean, he's he's doing amps, doing pedals, doing guitars. You you could have a whole Echo Park rig. We'll get into that and then some <laughs> of his backstory. And then we got some <laughs> topics. But before that. Let's get into the what's
0: new with everybody. Kyle, what's new in your world? What is shaking? What is grooving? What is good? Oh, man. Uh, something really exciting. Podcast worthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got rid of those shitty uh, Mercedes seats that were in my garage. So it is, yeah, podcast worthy. So it's like
1: <laughs> just like a little bit of a spring cleaning vibe, I guess, yeah, for you.
0: Just Yeah. They they did not. Um, they were not easy to move around. Yeah. They did not serve. They, they weren't comfortable. They, so they weren't even like serving the purpose when you sat in them. Yeah. They were uncomfortable, and it was a cool idea. Yeah, so so um, you're
1: your your neighbor and you built those. like yeah. you got from like a junkyard a car seat yeah. from Mercedes Benz, and you're like, oh, oh this, let's make it's these a Mercedes, it's,
0: dude. Yeah, wish was, there was a Rolls <laughs> Royce in the in the junkyard. Let's let's turn these into like you know
1: uh you know seats and bucket yeah. seats that you can sit at a desk with, and you're like. One, they're like eighty pounds, and then you're like, you can't
0: move them. <laughs> and then like the 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 bases I put them on were like one, I made them, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were not stable. Like, so I mean, you got rid of them by throwing them in my pickup truck, and yeah, I, so. I I I dumped them off at a like a you know industry park. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, too
0: dangerous to donate to charity.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, because it's, it's like the, the comfiest beer cushions, the like, oh, garage, you know.
0: Yeah, and then so. Yeah, that, that that's cool. Definitely so definitely some elbow room in here right now. Yeah. So it, like I pulled them out and I looked at them I'm like, wow, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I got rid of some shit. <laughs> yeah. You. But we threw them in my truck
1: and like the legs fell off. One yeah. of them, you're we oh. like, wow, that could have been a liability. Somebody sits <laughs> yeah. down and just breaks their
0: neck. <laughs> you're like, fuck. Uh, oh, shit. Well, I mean, I didn't build that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Yeah, I mean, so we've got to probably get some more chairs in here and Spruce up the vibe, and yeah.
1: Um, um you, you you caught the spring cleaning bug vibe, yeah, yeah. so we're getting some more stuff out of here, out with some garbage, <laughs> cleaning some stuff out.
0: <laughs> Doesn't uh, look like it. You're you, selling this. You,
1: you still got to take out the literal garbage can of yeah. trash there, but it's,
0: it's like, like completely full. You got
1: a trash mountain going on, but we're we're doing it. I like the I like the
0: vibe. Um, and then I I was uh just ta- this is like kind of in the works. I'm um working with someone uh, making some uh songs so like it's not really a commission because i'm gonna be doing it for free <laughs> when so, somebody asks me to so make when me... you say commission you usually get something i'm guessing that you know yeah but i'm just helping out a friend so it should be fun just making some music for him some ambient you know ambience
1: yeah well i wrote that song and recorded that uh flippin flippers demo and they're now using it for their podcast so oh i got nothing for that cool <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm with sharing. you I'm
2: with you Yeah, yeah. creative sharing you know? yeah
0: yeah there you go I like it should have copyrighted that yeah but, Yeah. but uh yeah so they're gonna use it for like some of their YouTube demos and stuff and we'll see how it turns out you know I might be right now going oh this is sick and then what the hell am I doing you just destroy yourself like <laughs> you pull your hair out <laughs> I
1: can't create this yeah. under
0: pressure <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see it should be fun nice or you oh.
2: start getting calls from everybody the same thing and then yeah. you have to
0: really be creative yeah so. <laughs> you got to really perform then you can't perform <laughs> really? under pressure yeah totally um yeah i guess that's that's my what's new not too much but just right
1: nice so uh gabriel we'll go into more uh nitty-gritty and stuff like that with you but uh what's uh new in your world what's uh anything yeah, what going on uh,
2: you know we got a new puppy and uh my wife and my daughter brought home a new puppy the other day it's mm-hmm. uh three-month-old Alaskan uh, is it Alaskan American Eskimo. Okay. Oh. It sounds weird to me, but like, okay. As a dog, I thought an Eskimo was a human. <laughs> yeah. Alaska, but okay. And uh, she's beautiful. She's great. She just got her first taste of coyotes today. I oh, guess dang. this evening they're out. The coyotes were out back and she wouldn't go out to take a shit. So my wife, uh, <laughs> Called me and said, You have to come home and walk her outside. I said, like, Walk her outside. There's <laughs> coyotes out there. But then I started howling outside the house just to see if she would. Uh, so i out back howling like a fool. Yeah. And uh, oh, then the lights on at the neighbor's house and start coming on and stuff. And I'm just back there howling and <laughs> I hear her start to bark and stuff. So yeah, she knows that there's coyotes in the backyard. Nice. It's only me.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I'm not familiar with the, the breed, but do those uh, get pretty big, I'm assuming? Oh,
2: those... uh, she's, she's a little gal. I think she's not going to get what's bigger than 35 pounds or so, you know.
1: All right. Bigger than my dog. I have, I have a dachshund, and he's a little guy. He's already <laughs> flattened, you know? Yeah, Yeah, he's, 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 he's a compact model.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's, she's uh, got a little heart at the top of the roof of her mouth. Oh. Uh, there's a little black heart. Oh, mouth. nice! It's hilarious. My <laughs> wife, my wife found it because she was yawning and she took a picture of her yawning. And she's obsessed with her, mm-hmm. and she takes pictures of her when she's shitting and yawning and kissing <laughs> and God. sleeping and farting and you know. And, yeah. Uh, so she's got like a thousand pictures on the phone, and one of them has her yawning, and in her mouth you can see a heart shaped like a birthmark or something. Like a little birthmark,
1: yeah. Yeah, nice. it's
2: hilarious. So
1: Nice. I love that. That's cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. So that was a nice little discovery. And then uh, we've been talking about getting a dog for years, probably. And so finally she came home with her. And this, you know, that's cool. So
1: there you go. And a little, little change of pace there. A yeah. little, we got a little pooch there. Yeah. And six cats. Jeez. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real change of pace.
2: <laughs> it's good. You got a little
1: farm.
0: Nice. Very cool. Uh, Brian, what's new with you? What do you got? Uh let's see. So I
1: actually do have like a gear related thing. i oh um, I'm borrowing <laughs> I'm borrowing from uh, RJ from uh, Teletalks. Um I'm borrowing is uh, Source Audio Collider. So okay. it's a delay and reverb in one box. So I um let him borrow um so kind of as a trade, like as like collateral. Um like I gave him my uh Strymon Flint. I'm like, okay, you know, I w- I really wanted to try that. The, uh, you know, collider pedal. And I'm like, okay, is this really, could this be all your I- reverb and delay that you would ever need? And it's, it's cool. I, I, I dig it. It's one of my first like source audio pedals that I've actually ever tried. I've always just seen mm-hmm. them, you know, on YouTube or whatever on Instagram. You're like, okay, cool. They came out with this, the Nemesis. Okay. They came out with the True Spring. They're, you know, a really, I, don't, I mean, cool design. I like how it can be as complicated as you want or as simple as you want with uh, just the surface you know controls there could be three knobs that adjust something or there can be uh secret menus there can be a phone oh, yeah. app there secret can be a computer stuff. like usb thing i'm like it's it's fun it's really cool and then um so i was like oh just toying with the idea i'm like could i have this on a board and just kind of get like a multitude of like reverb delay sounds i'm like i want you know digital delays i want you know the tape and a little bit and like i want spring reverb and maybe like some atmospheric you know kind of stuff and i'm like well it it, it what it's Design is that it has four presets that you can have, and then you know changes between the two, you know either a delay and a reverb. And you, ch- you can change any combination of those for the different four presets. And I was like, oh, that could totally work for a gig. But I'm like, I don't have a switcher, I don't have a MIDI switcher for it. But I'm like, <laughs> and then there's a little little button for the preset that I'm like, I'm not gonna between songs like go there and just like. Click between the presets. I'm like, I you're gonna look like a dickhead. So I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. And then RJ's like, yeah, no, it's nothing here. So on video demos, on like the manual, on like you know their their own sites, it says nothing about this feature that RJ just found because he was trying to figure it out. It's like he was just kind of fucking with his own pedal. He's like, oh, if you hold down either the reverb or the delay, you know, on off, you know, activate button. You hold it down for a couple of seconds, it'll click between the presets. Hmm. Like why don't you mention that in any video? Cuz they want you to buy it. <laughs> because yeah. because they want you to buy cuz I want when I something. yes, exactly. he says, "Oh, buy this extra foot <laughs> yeah. switch from Source Audio that makes you access all 126 presets." You know, or talk to MIDI, and you can access it all. I'm like I don't think
2: that I don't think that that's an accident. I think I think that, that yeah. That's yeah, true. so
1: it was it was cool and it was like kind of like so I was just messaging RJ about it and he's like, "Yeah, no, there's that's a, a flaw with it." Duh, duh, duh. If you if you needed to use it for live, you couldn't do it it's so easy. And he was kind of just sitting on his desk and fuck with it. He took a video He was like, "Oh shit, I figured this out." I was like, "I've they don't have this listed anywhere easy to find it. Maybe it's like a deep dive in a manual or you have to watch like a 35-minute demo of it, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll watch, like, a quick, like, okay, here's a Pete Thorne, three-minute, five-minute video. I'll watch that. And then, like, okay, here's the Um, You know, Roman did a demo. And I'm like, cool, four minutes. I'm like, he never touched on that topic. I'm like, okay, you, maybe they, they didn't know.
2: like, at the top of the list for the, for the end user because yeah. it's, like, a function, you know? But, hey, I'm sure the rest of it's absolutely marvelous. So, but, you
1: know. and it was it was cool because it was, like, definitely, like, a... You know, a cool function that made me think I'm not gonna buy it, but I could totally use it. So far, I'm like, I've like only like just scratched the surface on it. Like I said, I I'm only uh just like the you know surface deep on all the editing on it. It's fun. It's a cool little thing. So I'm having fun with that, and then RJ is having fun with the Flint because it's a, his first Strymon that he's ever really had on a board. So oh, you
0: guys shared your first uh, yeah first e- success. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So it's fun. So shout
1: out to R J at TeleTalks over there. So I'm having fun with that. But that's kind of it for the West news. Um, let's get into you know a bit of uh, Gabriel's backstory with Echo Park before well, we get talking about that pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, you know with uh, Echo Park, you know, I mean, I'll give like a kind of my take on it so far. And then you can you know correct me. So it's definitely a very cool like. I don't know, retro inspired um boutique guitars, handmade and pedals and kind of like amps of that ilk. You know, you're not doing like uh I'm not doing like a high gain like chugga chugga metal amp or something like that or Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh <laughs> EMG's or anything in there. Like you're kind of more of like these are like very rock and roll classic looking guitars. Like it's very classy and some of them are like, you know, um it's you know, maybe inspired by some of, uh, you know, like, like double cutaway guitars or like tellies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I did get naive, um, there's more of a backstory on, uh, guitar knobs. They, you were on their show. Very, yeah. very cool stories. i oh, like some of the, the, you know, not to give it away, but there's a cool, like, you know, G and L story, Leo Fender stories that you told on that one. Yeah. Um, did I get anything wrong with that? <laughs> No, no,
2: no, it's all, yeah, it's all, that's all, yeah, it's all correct, I would be, I would, I would say, um, I, yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to, you know, the Dinosaur Rock, and basically, and, and, um, you know, when, when, when 1980 rolled around and movie pictures came out and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, that was like the, the crest of the modern rock era, in my opinion, and still is, I think, um, because, you had, uh, I mean, that particular year, 1980, mm-hmm. uh, you had, you know, everything from, you know, Van Halen's second record to, you know, missing persons and just, uh, you know, everything kind of hit the, hit the, hit the, hit the airwaves. Yeah. And, um,
1: rock was like king. And, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot
2: of kings and a lot of queens. For as sure. Well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a fun time to, to be in music and a fun time to be like you know dicking around with gear and shit like that because it was still you know 50s technology 40s technology they we were dealing with and getting into like synths and keyboards and, and pedals really started to kind of like come into play and really good shit you know dmd mm-hmm. and ipads and all that stuff stuff really like taking off a bunch of cool stuff and a lot delays and things like that so and and you had like uh you know, Steinbergers and, you know, those kinds of things and really modern, you know, retro modern now, but, but at the time, you know, extremely modern, uh, even Duran Duran and stuff like that, those, those kind of bands and, and, uh, listening to the different ways that people were using those technologies. And, you know, this is pretty, you know, Pro Tools, you know, Yeah, Yeah, but there was still some digital stuff going on, but like, it was, it was really interesting growing up in that period of time to hearing all the different things. And I was a kid in East L.A., you know, growing up listening to my dad's record collection of Beatles and, and um, you know, the Stones. And I discovered the Woodstock record early on. And, and you know, I was listening to, to rock and roll by the time I was like seven, you know, mm-hmm. I, was eight, I was in it, you know, for sure. Prior to that, it was all Muddy Waters and Elvis and that kind of thing, which is still the same right now, pathetically, but um, yeah, I I grew up listening to all that, and the first things that I remember really listening to in terms of like guitar tone, where I really was like, oh fuck, that's a tone, was uh, Leslie West and like Foghat, you know, for some reason. Even though I've been listening to Hendrix and Zeppelin and all that stuff, ACDC, and all those things all in the you know early mid 70s somehow fog had in Leslie West mountain just that that giant walking sound it sounded like true it sounded like Bigfoot just you know just <laughs> crumping in the forest kind of yeah, thing yeah. or like trees falling down in the, in the forest I always just picture that and um, and little did I know at the time it was the P90, you know, in, in the Les Paul Juniors. And uh, and when I first, you know, started seeing those guitars around in pawn shops and stuff like that and repairing them as a teenager, it just, you know, the, the large neck tenon idea, you know, versus the SG, which had a little tiny S in there always snapping off and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the the, the idea of uh, the continuity, you know, started forming in my head. And uh, you know, the P ninety, the dog in particular, where it's mounted to the top of the guitar and those kinds of things. Um that the mm-hmm. again the continuity between the the, 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 the tuners and the, the, the bridge. Um all that stuff started making sense for me as I started like getting into like uh altering guitars as a teenager, you know, ditching like like, like destroying 50 strats to put in Floyd
1: roses. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that was the time to do it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. It was, so back then, you know, you had a lot of cheap guitars that were like now, like you could buy a house with them, of course, but like, um, you know, a lot, a lot of old Fenders and, and uh, Gibsons and, you know, Grinchers and photos and, uh, and all that kind of stuff We were modifying to do eruption, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, and, and, um, so I became the kid, you know, that they could do that stuff and cause I didn't have the technical prowess that it requires to, I didn't have the attention scan. I was a complete like red child. So I was bouncing off the walls <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? It's like, I was, uh, definitely raised in the of, of, chemical, you know, indem- chemical, chemically induced reference as a child. And, um, yeah, I mean, as I was saying, like, yeah, I think you're, you're right on, you know, in terms of like the, the stuff that I was inspired by early on was certainly vintage stuff. And then into the Japanese era, you know, the, 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 and I, and I don't mean like the, the, the golden era of like Nagas, I mean, like old Tisco's that wound up being used by like Cooter and and cats like that, you know, um, David Lindley, you know all those guys, and there was a lot of that stuff in Los Angeles at the time. And um, that's kind of when I grew up on was like Supros and and, Tyskos and 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 harmonies and a lot of the Valco type of stuff. You know, cause I was a poor kid, and you know you could find that stuff for like fifteen dollars, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Or at a pawn shop or whatever. And, and and there was piles of it everywhere, so you know it was it was great to have that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, to have that um, and kind of kind of mess around and cut your teeth on. For sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just I would just take stuff apart and put it back together constantly, and just like you know, that's that's kind of what I did for a long time, just to just trying to figure it out because to me it was a mystery. It still is, honestly. It's still like how the fuck does this sound come out <laughs> of here? Like, really, honestly. <laughs> it's like, wait, this sound comes out in exactly Exactly. That, you
3: know, that, that's how I, like, I
1: think. I'm like, how does an amp produce sound? I'm like, well, yeah, it does this. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to be able to follow that. But I'm like, it takes the sound from a magnet and a string, and then it comes yeah. out. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, and your hands touch it, and girls take off their clothes, and it's <laughs> fucking magic, you know? And, and <laughs> that's... <laughs> But that's kind of how it was. Like it was like seeing Elvis, you know, for the first time as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how old I was. I was probably four, I think. But I remember it. And and that next day, I like begged for a guitar. And I have this picture somewhere of me with a guitar, and it's like four years old. And um and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do Elvis, and and then it, it kind of just trailed off from there. But like, um. Yeah, all the inspiration that that was fed to me then is still very much a part of what I do now. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely, it's prevalent in the the design of the guitars, kind of the the whole aesthetic of the brand and some of the like the, the finishes of the guitars even, and all that. Like, there's even like some of the guitars that you have that are like a, I don't know, kind of like almost paisley kind of look that I see. Yeah, I've seen
2: the roo's very... pattern is a silk silkscreen, um, mm-hmm. and that definitely. Was inspired by the Paisley's from '68 for sure. I mean, um, I wanted a rose wedding because my daughter's middle name is Rose. I wanted something that I could do that wasn't a, you know a total like just just a secret little thing you know mm-hmm. kind of deal. So, but now the secret's out because it's totally abusive, whatever. But uh, yeah, I definitely I try to pay homage, you know, in my work, and I try to. I try to make stuff that, uh, isn't, is inspiring, you know, and, and, and because, and, and as well, um, functional so that the person playing it doesn't really have to think about the instrument itself and they can just express themselves and, yeah, it can just do the job. Mm -hmm. uh, Wants to look good as well. So
1: (laughs) you want to look cool while you're playing music for sure.
2: But Yeah, it, 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 you know, they kind of go hand in hand, and, and so you know, I, I take a lot of time to kind of uh, be as conservative, but also kind of um, elegant, you know, at the same time.
1: Yeah, you, you, want, you, want, you want to have like a voice and something like that too, but you also don't want to be like the loud, annoying voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: no you never want to be loud and annoying um soft and and delicate is always better um i i I, you know and and it kind of like goes to the point of like some of the guys that that i've worked with and had the honor and privilege to to get inside their heads you know Mm -hmm. that's the thing really that that's the thing that was the most important to me in the beginning and still kind of is right now is to be able to work with artists that, that have a career that have a lot of time behind the wheel, because those are the guys that know what tone is and what sound is and how to, how to, how to squeeze it out of something.
0: Totally. And also,
2: you know, the thing is about that is, um, it's a vehicle, you know, it's another vehicle and, and, and I just, um, there's, you know, there's plenty of guys out there building amazing stuff. And, and I could I could list a bunch, but it doesn't matter really. Um, when I set out, I, I wanted to really just... I had I had a list of guys that I was like, okay, I know that if I built this guy a guitar, he would probably be able to at least filter through his ideas a little bit quicker or maybe be inspired by a couple of... Uh, idiosyncratic kind of tones that i could provide for him or help him discover some stuff and and that's kind of the the idea that i still kind of use whenever i work with an artist you know it's yeah. uh, it's really important for me to to cat to to do that and catalog it you know as well not not so much on on social media or whatever but like in my head you know let's go okay we, we crossed we crossed off all these all these Um, you know, we went down a list of these things and we crossed them all off. What's next. And on that list, what can I use to work with, you know, what would work with somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. Kind of that.
2: How how can we bring that to the table next time? You know?
3: Yeah.
2: Going down that list. I mean, there's a lot of details, but like, you never know what someone's going to go. Hey, you know, I've been trying to do this thing and I just, you know, you can't find it in this, this this thing that i have now or i heard it once before and i remember that thing that you did with so-and-so and can you do that for me and it's like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so so you you've uh worked with actually like a, a lot of artists and especially ones that i like can you know uh name here but maybe that goes into the next topic here that i have sure. um about like artist endorsements maybe from like I don't know how we see it. And maybe from your side of like um, the business side of things, like uh, notably ones that I've seen or that come to mind are like uh Johnny two bags from social distortion. You has a sure. uh, uh, downtowner. I remember seeing yeah. that on a premier uh, guitar rig rundown. There's um Queens of the stone age. Um, I've seen, they have uh, your drive pedals. I've seen uh Aerosmith for God's sake, <laughs> you know, those guys are playing yeah. your guitars. Um, and then, a personal favorite of mine who's maybe not the biggest but he's one of you know one that I'm into right now Rhett Schull from <laughs> youtube yeah. is even playing i it's on uh playing one of your v's yeah. uh, so there there's a lot to be you know said with with that and i'm sh- sure there's more but i mean how does this how do you see it from a business side of things like you kind of already mentioned of like the collaboration aspect of it but like uh maybe from a business side of things uh not to like make it so you know yeah you know, to say it's, like it's, money it's, it's, is is it's it a great mm-hmm. is it like okay I does mean, that have the same weight as it used to you think
2: i don't i don't know honestly i really don't because i don't really think about it like that and it's not it's not you know it's not saying that, that it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter to me but i don't really look at it like that i kind of look at it more like those are the guys with the experience yeah you know not I, and I don't take this, or I hope anybody out there doesn't take this the wrong way, but a dude on YouTube doesn't really matter to me all that much because his opinion is his opinion, and his listeners have that. You know, maybe they have that opinion too, or or not. But the guy that matters to me is the guy that's out there on the road, the, the foot soldier. You know, digging yeah, yeah. in and, and sacrificing, you know, his life with his family and and putting everything on the line to. To sing his songs and play his music you know or their music whatever it is or her music you know mm-hmm. whoever they be and those are the people that i know have the have the experience and the knowledge and the and the, the, the secrets you know and 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 so i guess when it comes to endorsements i really don't look for endorsements as much as i look for comrades to to explore with yeah you know? exactly and kind of like did. Oh, the red. everybody that I've worked with has come about very organically you know like I don't really go I mean when I first started out as I said I, I made a list and it was like Johnny was on that list uh, Brad Whitford was on that list um Joe Perry was definitely on that list but it was like the you know kind of like the the side list where it's was like this is just a fantasy list that we hear so I'm not even going like, to really write this down but you know, guys like that, Josh, you know, Jimmy um, Vivino, uh, Charlie Starr, uh, you know, J.D. Simon, which we just started working together. Oh, yeah. I just and, saw yeah, that
1: recently. Yeah, that's And right.
2: guys like that, you know, whereas, you know, the influencers, I guess if you call them, um, <sighs> I don't really see them as experienced enough to really make a difference in, in my opinion you know mm-hmm. i mean not that they don't to their own audience and not that it's not cool that they share those things i think it's great but but the really the, the takeaways that they learn too you know because who's gonna know more about that or more who's gonna know more about josh's tongue than to josh you know yeah no yeah <laughs> he doesn't talk about it you know so that's those are the guys that you know when i go to try or, or dean or any any of it like we, i just did a thing with brendan benson and he is the unsung hero in in that scene in a lot of ways you know he's he's a, a fantastic you know songwriter and a fantastic guitar player and all-around great musician so to, to work with a guy like that who has got decades under his belt of like in a van, you know, getting it.
1: Getting out Um, there, yeah, doing it, yeah.
2: Yeah, those are the guys that I really gravitate towards because, you know, they hold the key, you
1: know, and, uh, and that's kind of
2: what I'm looking for, It's just
1: more. So you're not really looking for, even though some of the artists that you do work with have a lot of exposure, you're not looking to be like, oh, I need to get my brand out there to be seen by, you know, so many faces, you're more like maybe kind of picky choosy kind of like okay i want to work with artists that i'm maybe i'm inspired by so that i can oh, ho- totally. ho- hopefully oh. inspire them with my instruments Absolutely. and stuff like that yeah that's, no, that's cool yeah, that's a pretty no.
0: good uh r&d department you have there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right so, no, like-
2: <laughs> I, I, I was actually just talking to margot price not two minutes before we got online here and she's another one you know uh having worked with uh lucinda williams and and, and uh a couple other notable female, uh, icons. I was, I was so, uh, in that Sweeney, who's a, another guy that's just uh, a, a tremendous musician who's worked with everybody. Um, those are the cats that I do because they just got the experience and it's like, they know how to glean, yeah. you know, inspiration out of sound. It's like going back to what we just were talking about with like, like, this thing that makes noise that like, you know, brings like a smile to people's faces in exactly. the dark. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I go for. I don't really care about, you know, that's why I don't do advertising. You know, I mean, in terms of like, I do every once in a while, like put out an ad when I think it's important, but, but, you know, or only to make a statement really. But, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the things that I do in terms of that realm, it's is more art centric than it is about like the greatest guitar that I just never made.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, it's, it, it's, it's a totally different world that we now in 2020, there's a big thing with, like you were mentioning like influencers You're like, Oh damn, there could be like somebody on you know Instagram that has like, you know, a hundred thousand followers or like, you know, 2 million followers and you're like, damn, okay. This person is selling, you know, uh, fit tees or something yeah, no, <laughs> or they're like, selling uh, VPNs on their, uh, YouTube channel <laughs> or like they're uh, some mobile game.
2: Yeah, No, I mean, we're so caught up in like who's watching and how many people and what am I, is it, am I cool or is this great? Or it's like, fuck all that shit. I don't really give a fuck about any of this. You know?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I like that. It's very organic. It's like, I'm creating stuff that I want to, for people that I Dude, want I, to play I my have, stuff.
2: Yeah. Like I have cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. and it's like i I, i've been getting fucked with since i was a kid over but i don't really like to me it's like forcing me into my hole and that's where i create and do my shit and it's like i don't want to be influenced by anybody really and i don't want to really influence anybody either for that matter i i think that that i mean it's hard not to i guess in this day and age and you look at my instagram page and it's like tons of shit on there but it's like I do that more out of my AD, ADD than, yeah. than anything else. It's like I can't shake this fucking Riddle and thing. But um,
1: yeah, you're yeah. not you're not looking at it like oh, like marketing. Like wh- who are we hitting? What markets have we done? Like you know, I, um, that,
2: I think I would have more money and shit than I do now, but I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you know, it's also like we've heard people who like they're like oh, cool. Like we, you know, it's sent a pedal and this person wants like, Oh cool. I'll do a demo for uh, this. And then I need this amount of money and we'll do that. And I'm like, fuck man, who what? there's like, I don't know if there's like, you know, ROI on that. (laughs) And you're like, fuck. And you're
2: like, I was just, I was just, you know, I was talking to a buddy man today, um, Brad, the Mm getologist. And, um, and we were, you know, we were talking, I actually, we were talking this morning, but I saw a, a thing that he was doing on, um, you know, uh, influencers that just kind of take in product and do the do the do the song and dance and do it for free. You know, it's like I I get that there should be you know money exchange for those kinds of uh, those kinds of things. You know, but yeah, I've I've just never really looked at it. Any, I just don't look at it that way. I mean, not that not that I don't look at it like you should. You should get paid for doing your thing if you're definitely you know helping that product or helping that company
1: yeah no it's it's also like it's it's not a bad thing either because it's it's totally totally different way of um not really like marketing that is a that is what it is but i'm like i'm trying to think of a better word but i'm like they're creating like an environment they're creating their own channel so it's almost like advertising on like if you go to watch like Oh, back in the day, you watched like Fox on Simpsons. Okay, cool. And then they like, yeah, oh, absolutely. here's a, an ad for Butterfingers. I'm like, fuck, I want a Butterfinger now. <laughs> fuck, I want a Butterfinger now. <laughs> yeah. there, there's,
2: there's, there's a lot of power in that for sure. And and, and and I I say fucking go for it. You know, I, I uh, I think I think with me, I, I just kind of gravitate towards people that have a thing of their own that I think that I can add to or turn on. Turn them on to something else, and and I don't do it a lot, you know. Like, I think one of the reasons that we hooked up was I just liked your cartoon. Honestly, your little like, the little <laughs> hell yeah. I thought these guys are fucking cool, you know? They got a little cartoon, and then we said like it. literally, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, hell
1: like, yeah, I, I like that. And then um, it, I, yeah, exactly. When it's like when you were messaging it, me, I was like, you know what, I, you know, messaging the page, not my personal, but I was like saying, I'm like, man, I've Seen your pedals and your guitars a lot of places, so like I said, even though we were kind of knocking it, he's a gigging musician, but it's like Rhett Scholl. I'm like, Oh, he's got playing your guitars, he's doing got some of your pedals on his board, he talks about it. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, That's where Echo Park kept bringing up. And then I remember the Guitar Knobs episode that he did, so I'm like, So some of that, I don't know, it's like not necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, that like with uh, cool. you know, uh, Johnny Two Bags of Social D, I'm like, That guitar that you made for him is fucking sick. It's like kinda like the junior sp- inspired ish kind of guitar, you know? Yeah,
2: we have a friend back home who's uh, uh just an old dude that's been around for LA for a long time, has inspired uh, a lot of people and he's got this he had this old uh uh was it a is a harmony or a K or something. It's just this old piece of shit that just sounds <laughs> fucking amazing and it was gold. And and um and you know Johnny's into Juniors and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm into juniors and that kind of thing. And and when I first designed, you know, that first um, the Downtowner was the second set neck guitar that I brought into the line,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it was inspired by a super Dual Tone. That yeah. Fifty eight super Dual Tone, and I never liked the Les Paul all that much because it was kind of small. Not that I'm a big guy, but it just seemed a little like. You see that thing on Leslie West, and you go, "Fuck, dude, that's a tiny fucking guitar." It's like yeah. And then, and then you kind of get your hands around them, and they're a little—I don't know—I I like them still, of course. But like, I, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to make another Les fall. so I wanted
0: something a l- I, I, little I, more I, powerful, yeah.
2: Yeah, just a little. a little bigger too, like a little
0: girthier.
2: You know, it's a little yeah. wider, <laughs> little longer, a little longer. You know, little girth just,
0: never hurt nobody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> don't hurt you know <laughs> yeah what they say but uh she, but i don't say she but no um i i just thought yeah i don't want to make another mess call kind of thing I, didn't, I, I wanted to make a single cut kind of thing but i was like i want to stay traditional mm-hmm. but i want it to be something that's in the cut you know something that like you didn't you don't know that you even recognize it you know yet it's on all kinds of like all kinds of record covers for sure.
1: Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's, that reminds me of a, blank guitar, but it's not yeah. quite it's got it's like maybe it just like kind of winks or tips a tattoo something exactly. but it's not yeah. actually just like, yo bro, let me copy your homework. It's like yeah. kinda like <laughs> <laughs> it's it has that just change yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to
2: speak to the subconscious. You know, I don't like to be overt. You know, I like to I like to kind of sneak things in there in there that kind of remind you of stuff that you don't even realize you're being reminded of, you know? Yeah. And 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 I feel like I feel like I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a believer that there's been nothing added to the, added to the pool since 1965, you know, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> guitar industry that was cool or can be done, you know, cool has was done, you know, it all ended in 65 for me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, amps included and, um, and, uh, and so I just kind of, I still think that, you know, the only thing that you can do better is kind of do the fit and finish or do better, you know, cool binding or... Do or like a,
1: different type of woods and stuff like that.
2: Different wood. I mean, the wood thing is huge with me.
1: Yeah. So, I guess that almost goes into like the other topic I had is, um so, um maybe, you know, we could bat this one around, like the topic of like uh, innovation in guitars, pedals, amps, and stuff like that. So I feel like Uh, there might be a point where I'm thinking of like, are we at like peak, you know, quote unquote innovation at the moment? I'm like, is there like any more that you add on to something? Is it just getting more and more goofy? The way I'm thinking of like, okay, you have like the Fishman pickups, which are USB charged, and then you can change the different voices and stuff like that. And then you have like, um, you know, guitars that aren't even made of wood anymore. You have guitars with like the, you know, um, no, you know, multi scale. You have all that stuff like that. You have like amps that have MIDI switching, amps that have cab IR, you hook them up to a computer pedals that are a computer you stomp on, stuff like that <laughs> with like you hook them up to your phone and stuff like that, it's like okay there's a new TC electronic, like plethora, plethora, plethora that came out, it's like all like the, you know change it with your smartphone, you can have this pedal like, so, are we maybe already there? Like, is it just like what, what, what more do we add to something? Is it just going to make it like, kind of little like yeah, chill out, bro.
0: Are you gonna turn to like a some steampunk thing you got, like some steampunk guitar, With where it's all... like,
1: oh, you plug the guitar directly into your ear or something? Cyberpunk guitar. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, go
2: yeah I, mean, I think now it's just uploading the chip in your ass, and you just get the you know, your yeah, but, thoughts get turned get into music. I don't know. I mean, put put me, the
1: MIDI cable up your ass, and you're like, all right, yeah, you're ready to yeah, roll, yeah. dude. Ooh, oh, that man. was
0: cold.
2: Guitar player. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's funny. I. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who's, who's a photographer and he's photographing this, uh, headset. that's a, a virtual reality, uh, thing, you know, oh, dang. And they're using it for training in the military. And, Shit. And, and it's like really fucking insane. And he said to me, he's like, dude, what if you got like, you know, the guys in Queens to do this virtual reality thing and we could sell the app and you could jam with Queens of the Age. And I was like,
1: That's kind of fucked up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) know He was was like expecting you to be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm blown away." You're like, "Nah, bro." I
2: was like, "Dude, don't even. No, I can't even talk about that, you know, because because it's (laughs) like it just takes the reality out of reality, you know. It's like the whole the whole thing we're talking about here centers around my vibrations that I make hitting you in the face." Yeah and making you want to go fuck that girl in the corner like that <laughs> that's what we're talking about or, or vice versa hopefully you know that's the thing that that really is what we're talking about here it's like i had a i have a slogan and i don't and i don't i don't really it's not like anywhere that you can read, but it's like if the thing that you're looking at and thinking about purchasing doesn't make you either want to fuck it or eat it then you shouldn't even be considering it you know what I mean and, and, <laughs> and, 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 like, did you say that,
0: and or or
2: and or or, yeah, <laughs> and
0: or,
2: or because that base uh, animal instinct applies to everything you know and, and for me it's like I want to be that's what I want to feel when I'm buying anything you know whether mm-hmm. it's a, like, a set of headphones or toilet paper or a car mm-hmm. or a guitar or a flower for my chick you know uh, uh you know any anything that I'm, that I'm gonna spend my heart and fucking cash on has to move me in a federal base way yeah and and and, and i feel that way about every everything that i that i make it has to kind of do that it has to catch you like right between the eyes you know and um and, you know, I mean, I don't, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens more times than not. And and that's, that's to me, that's, you know, that's cool enough. And and um, I think that we've reached a really weird place. Honestly, it's, it's cool. You know, it's, 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 I'm happy to see it, but I'd rather go fucking see Willie Nelson play trigger honestly than yeah. like hear sure about anybody's latest experience with their fucking plug whatever <laughs> so <Yeah>. it <like>, is. <laughs> like Honestly, it's like I was standing inside of the stage a year ago at a ZZ Top Gig and William Nelson came out to do uh, a song with them and I just I just sat down, crossed my legs and just and just and just you know, that was church. <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah.
2: My, Jesus Christ perform a miracle right now you know <laughs> and, and 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 so i look at it completely different i guess but then again you know i was having a conversation with troy van Leeuwen a week ago and um, talking about what the possibilities are in putting a new pedal together that does a whole lot of cool shit you know in an analog in an analog uh traditional kind of way and uh and maybe even Mounting that into his next guitar and, and, uh, you know, that
1: kind of thing. Well, so, yeah, he's, he's kind of a guy that, like, definitely pushes the envelope between, like, okay, more yeah. like innovation of, like, new stuff and mixing it with old, with his, like, amps, his pedals, and some of his switcher. And he's going, like, trying to get those crazy sounds, but also still keeping it based, you know, he's keeping one foot, you know, in the rock and roll. Like, oh, he's you know, a performer.
2: Like, yeah. he's, he's doing an elaborate dance up there with about, you know, and, and and as many effects and pedals as he has, he is so fucking talented. All those guys are just mm-hmm. immensely talented musicians and technicians as well, and, and and in the studio and on the road and in their in their own private lives and stuff. That's the stuff that like when you bridge the gap between. I think what I think what I'm seeing more and more is like think uh, these objects, you know, this machinery, like doing it for us, you know. Yeah. And I and that was something that was in the eighties when Sensonic Drums came out. I don't know if you guys remember that. Maybe no. it was like uh-uh. the late 70s. It was this thing called Sensonic Drums. Look it up. Sensonic drums were like the first electronic drums. Okay. And you could create beats and it was like a like a beat machine basically. And and you could play them like drums, and it was like all the rage for a while. And I thought at that time, I was like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: I've, uh, I I was you know? uh, sending kind of demos of songs that I'm working on um, to our drummer for our band. And he was like, man, that sounds pretty good. What the fuck? Did you get another drummer to play that or something? Because <laughs> I'm using like drum plugins, like, you know. Yeah. And he's like, damn, that sounds pretty good. He's like, you didn't get a fucking new
0: drummer, did you? Or
1: what? I'm yeah, like, no, it's why the point would I be
0: sending these to you? Yeah, and he's, he's
1: like, no, it makes sense. But at first I thought, I was like, what the fuck, bro? Did you get a new drummer? Because yeah. <laughs> it kind of a- takes that human element out of it. I think Kyle has said this before, but it's like, you don't want to lose that with music and it's easy to now because I know um a lot of stuff is going, not that there's anything wrong with digital. I'm using Pro Tools to record this thing sure. right now. But um there's like kind of that fine line to where it can get ridiculous of like editing everything to death. There's like, you know, plugins now that you can just write bass lines to where you don't replace even place everything yeah, with you don't a even machine. Need, yeah. yeah, you don't even need to play bass because you just kind of write the chords and it plays riffs for you. And I'm like, right. Fuck. I
2: mean, the, the human feel and the element of uh, fucking up, you know, is, is, is I, I don't know where this idea of perfection even emanated from other than our own like creative laziness i guess you know yeah
1: yeah definitely
2: because there's the thing there's there's that coveting you know aspect to to humanity that's like we covet what we see you know and and what we hear you know so it's like you want to get you want to get there as quick as possible a lot of a lot of people don't practice necessarily oh
1: yeah totally that's a good take too yeah
2: of like Um, and and the same thing with you know, building stuff, it's like there's a lot of, there's a lot of steps to building something right, anything, mm-hmm. really. But there's a lot of, like, planning and preparation, and the, the material has to be prepared a certain way for a certain amount of time, you know? There's all those little things that go into it, and, 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 the, and, and the thinking behind it, and, the, you know, it's and so I'm sure that, with
1: even, like, making guitars and, like, getting into that whole, you know... um. So- like, there, there's not really a uh, roadmap or blueprint that you follow. It's kind of just like, this was my journey, how I got here. And somebody yeah. else could have taken it completely different. It's like, you know, as uh, we have friends who build guitars, no. It's like, okay, well, it's completely different roadmap, and, but I got here and I'm doing yeah. it, <laughs> you know? And I'm using yeah. different techniques. There's not really like, okay, here you go. Here's your IKEA manual. Follow that, and you can be a guitar builder. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. No, there was there was somebody. I, I receive emails, you know, pretty regularly. People mm-hmm. that want to have a job or whatever. And there was one that asked me some advice on how to be, you know, how to become a successful guitar builder. And I just kind of laugh because it's like, dude, you don't want to take my approach at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, you probably won't get there because mine is mine is like falling down the stairs backwards constantly. You know, it's like I I have to clean up the mess and make my mistakes before I even produce anything. You know, yeah. and that's really not. You know, I wouldn't say that that's probably the correct way to do it if there is a correct way to do it. But like, you know, it's like accidental architecture. You know, honestly it's 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 just kind of figuring it out as you go and if somebody comes along and goes hey that's cool it's like you go oh all right awesome so'll i try You're your like, do oh it. my <laughs> god you' like I'm gonna take that <laughs> note down yeah you know it's like like the first time I presented an instrument to an artist that I want to work with it's usually me kind of like creeping in the back door like okay I got in here now, now <laughs> I'm gonna get to the to the bus Hopefully, they let me in. I don't and want it,
1: to fuck this up.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, like the first time I met Joe Perry it was it was just like that. It was like Steven was there and the whole gang, Jack Douglas. It was like, Damn. Come on in. I was like, oh, are you, uh, are you sure? Like, you're going to let me in? Okay. I'll, I'll okay. And, and it was cool because I had already met Billy and his wife, you know, like yeah. all, the, you know, Steven and everybody. And they'd already kind of like, you know, t- taped away. And it was Jack Douglas It was, that got me in the studio was like hey how come you're not already famous and i was like what the fuck are you talking about jack like what do you mean famous like what, what guitar makers aren't famous like what are you talking <laughs> about you know and even if i was i wouldn't know what to how to do that I'm like no i'm just a guitar builder that's that's the right answer <laughs> i was like all right thanks And <laughs> yeah, and, but then the next night it was like you know Come on over and meet Joe. He's would really like to meet Joe. I was like, That's cool. All right, and uh, and it was cool because they were in the middle of recording their last record. And uh, it, you know, it's a serendipity, man. It's like uh, yeah. I think I think the power of of uh, I think like, the power of positive thinking yeah is really important to your success. And I also think that that um you know prayer and meditation not necessarily to to god or anything like that because i don't really you know subscribe to that whole thing but like just the daily kind of reaffirmation of certain ideas you know and and, and
1: yeah and and being open to it too helps and like it's not it's not necessarily like a butterfly effect like one thing led to that it's like okay many different things and like my own choices led to that but
2: yeah I don't, I don't,
1: I don't know how we got there, but I like that. That was cool. That could be innovation yeah, to talk about innovation. You're evolving yeah. yourself, man. I, I think it's cool to be open to it, but not relying on it. And I think that's yeah. like a, it's yeah.
2: a. No, I mean, there's, there's, you know, when, I
1: mean,
2: going back to Rush, there's a, there's a song, you know, Spirit of the Radio. There's a couple of lyrics in there that it, it definitely, you know, uh, you know, make points about this, this particular topic, and, and, and it's like. It's it's, as long as you're honest about it, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's fine, you know, whatever it is, you know, as long as you're honest about it, you're being sincere in your, in your, in your approach and your intent, you know, it can all be vehicles for, for expression and art, you know, um, mostly, uh, in in what we're doing and communicating with music is just another way to to say, here I am, you know, and here's here's what I like to do. Yeah, and And, then you're
1: creating that connection with hopefully people who listen to your music and you're like, so other human beings, you're doing something, they like it, they can either, they can also not like it and that's cool too because they can be like, this fucking sucks and that creates something in them. You're creating some sort of, I don't know, energy, some sort of, you know, uh, different different like vibes with somebody either it's good or bad i think that's kind of cool and if, if whatever you use to do that like i'm not for it and i didn't bring up this topic to be like shitting on all the new stuff because i played fractal <laughs> you know i, I love that <laughs> shit but i also love like you know um just plugging directly into my orange amp i'm like that thing's fucking like i, I love that like so i'm yeah. all about the yeah it's all about your honesty i mean
2: really i mean uh the, the the last slayer record uh you know gary used whatever that thing was that he used i think it was like something like a fractal or some some sort of mod, modular kind of um yeah amp that wasn't a real ant kind of thing and that fucking thing sounds amazing like yeah. he did the fucking solo ever i fucking have ever heard on that record and it's like just out of nowhere it's like and, and, you know, I'm a huge Slayer fan as much as I am a Jackson Brown fan now. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and it's really all about the integrity and the honesty of the artist, you know, put it to a, I mean, any great musician, you can, you can have a fucking spoon and a cup and a piece of paper and you're going to make, <laughs> that motherfuckers is going to make some songs out of that shit. There you go. <laughs> and that's, it's like that's that's really the defining, you know, thing, quality is 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 can you be honest with whatever you got as a tool, you know? Totally. And that's and and I think when people lean on that, you know, we're all human and we all sense it. We all know it you know we're either gonna like it or we're not gonna fucking like it. And that's gonna be that. You know, the success and failure of somebody or a group of somebody's creating something together is gonna be reliant on their willingness to be honest and and. And, um, and, 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 earnest in their approach to, to what they're doing and how they're doing it, you know? Totally. So I, I love it all. I think it's all amazing shit. I don't know that that is it. I mean, I think there's companies that are pushing the envelope, uh, of technology and just seeing what the fuck they can do. And that I don't, I don't fault them for that. I think it's a great thing, whether their intention is to, you know, make more money or, or add to their cachet of, whatever the fuck, it doesn't, I don't really care. It's more about, like, to, again, it's more about if the tool can be used for making music and, and and if people are honest enough about using that tool to make music, then it'll, it'll do its job.
1: Yeah, know? totally. Hell yeah.
2: And to, if, if not, you know, it's <laughs> like, on to the next thing. I mean, I... I I, I, like I said, I'm a dinosaur, so I like, I like tubes. I like, we like make our own proof we hand solder everything. Dang. I still love the fucking smell of lead, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really, you know, I've always been kind of, I've always kind of lived, you know, close to the edge. So all that, that stuff, you know, uh, we still powder coat all our boxes. We still do all our own stuff. I don't have, uh, you know, CUSAC Engineering isn't doing any of our pedals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we make all our own cabinets, we make all our own amps. We do all, all you know, everything is in house. I don't, I don't outsource shit. So
1: that's awesome. Um, so, uh, uh mm-hmm. so I mean, not to you know cut you off, but you were yeah, you were mentioning. It. Is there anything new uh, or anything on the horizon with Echo Park that uh, maybe we should mention? Like, you got any new pedals coming out? I was peeping your site earlier today. You guys got, I mean, as far as pedals go, because, I mean, you have the guitars, which are killer. Uh You have the amps, and then, like, pedals. I mean, you have a sh- shit ton, actually. Yeah, grip <laughs> you of stuff. The, you got the boost. You got an analog delay, the fuzz. And there's that one that's, like, a, it's kind of like a tone shaper.
2: Yeah, the FQ10. Or exactly, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the FQ5. Um We, uh, you know, it's all in the pursuit of happiness and joy. So I, uh, the latest is the the nightmare pedal, the nightmare fuzz, which Mm -hmm. is a, uh, it's a, it's a dual fuzz. It's a dual stacked fuzz in one side and the other is, is a a portion of a, of a, it's a, it's basically a, a souped up game pedal. that's uh, you know, like a, we did a while back. We put out the NARD pedals, mm-hmm. and, and I really liked the way that those were stacked t- together. S- you know, single transistor stacked, very simple. Kind of like most of our boosts are based on the LPV1 circuit, honestly. Yeah. And, and I think that at the very core of it, you know, what we really did was dial in the input and the output caps to kind of get a really clear and honest bypass and a unity sound you know that i didn't i don't like pedals that darken or brighten your tone i hate that i i want i want the pedal when it's on at unity to sound like the amp and the guitar plugged in you know nothing else and so all of the pedals feature that i always want to hear like that Unity. I just want to hear what the guitar sounds like, and, and adding whatever the effect is starts to color do its job.
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. want to just like, um, hit it with a Mack truck. Yeah. You kind of want to like to sprinkle yeah. a little bit of spice on it.
2: Yeah, like the Freak Five is is a you know a frequency generator on one side and a boost on one side, and then a, a post boost on the other. So you get kind of you know you can get a, an array of things and the, the Tool that that is is basically came from. I was sitting in a studio with Josh actually, mm-hmm. and uh, going through sounds and getting tones and stuff. And he was having, uh, you know, he was having a little bit of a struggle creating a sound that could jump in and out of certain passages that he wanted to click in and out of. You know? and we were talking, just kind of thinking about it, and I thought, you know, there's a there's a device that I saw in an old um, audio file uh, book from the 40s that was a device that was used to create the graphic equalizer you know mm-hmm. it was um, yeah and, and it was basically a device that had all of the capacitors in it and you could click through and then and then adjust the variable you know DBs and stuff like that. And I thought, and I said, hey, what if, what if we try to fuck with something like that and see if he's like, God, that's, that'd be perfect, you know? So, so I went home and, and a couple weeks later came back with the first version of the ft 10 And, um, you know, so we, so we put that out and started working with that. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we did the FQ-12, which was a, another, a couple, another set of uh, caps in there. And then we did, a, a you know, you know, a, a post boost for that, and then the Freak Five, we did a whole other thing, and then designed the knobs, and you know everything's machined in house and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, dang. Um, basically, I I was gonna do it as a uh, as a rack you now unit for just
1: like a studio producer. thing, yeah,
2: yeah, just for producer friends that we need to get in and out of tracks, you know. And it just became a pedal,
1: and yeah, useful to have on your on your board, and even just having that in your studio, at way smaller.
2: Yeah, people still don't really understand it, you know, I think uh, because, again, I think everybody's kind of looking for that thing that does like the thing for you almost, you know, uh-huh. and uh, and that doesn't, you have to, you have to, you have to have an ear, you have to know like what, you know, the palette of tones are that you're going for mm-hmm. and what, you, what your limits are with that, you know, as well. So this is a device... Mostly for producers and engineers that need to get in and out of tracks, but as a as a pedal, it's 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 a pretty fun device. I mean, it can go every, anywhere from like a Brian May thing to like the, the soupiest darkest, you know, mosh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tone. So, so that's you know the range of of stuff that I would like to do when I do something. I really like to explore the full gamut. You yeah, know, the the latest Overdrive pedal, which is really fucking awesome. Uh, the the nineteen seventy seven Overdrive, um, which we just put out a video on the YouTube channel, and um, it features three sets of clipping diodes, and it's based off the nineteen seventy seven Overdrive uh, preamp from Dod, the gray oh. box.
1: Oh shit! Okay, nice.
2: Yeah. We base it on that circuit because that's the first really fully realized overdrive unit on the market. That was the first one, 1977. And, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool to go back in time and kind of retrace the steps and take like what we grew from like the ethos of the Zen or the Klon or the Tude Screamer and kind of toss it all into one thing. And then as we started doing that, I mean, we'd already done uh, the Echo Driver, which was kind of that idea you know and so i wanted to make something a little simpler but still have a range of options in the clipping diodes so this has a set of germanium clipping diodes silicon clipping diodes and a bypass so that you can so that you can you know so like the germanium at lower volumes like let's say bedroom volume you can get like a fucking carry King tongue, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And and with, with the bypass mode, it's just a wide open, big, giant, clear, clean kind of thing that still pushes like little amps and stuff like that. But it's more like a two screen, like a stacked tube screamer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And with the Silicon clipping diodes, you really get this really great, like JTM 45 kind of almost like a, almost like a JMC 800, JP 800 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Power Rage and all those big, like, late 70s, huge Marshall tones, So I wanted something that could kind of be like a Swiss Army knife for overdrives and do what the Klon does, but, like, a few other things, like, even better. So that yeah, was yeah. the idea. Dang. And to get rid of the battery thing, just kind of make it a more friendly, you know, uh, environmental type of thing as well. But I just was into making a build pedal. It had a firebird on it, too. So,
1: so. Yeah, totally. It's definitely definitely a killer-looking killer, killer looking pedal, killer-sounding by you You describing it. But, yeah, well, to uh, link that video, maybe we'll uh, take that video from your YouTube link in the, in the description so people can check it out. But, um, yeah, we're up over an hour already. We kind of already got yeah. there pretty quick. Uh, man, that was a fun episode. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We kind of, like, can throw a topic, and then we ended up coming a little more philosophical of, like, you know pedals, man we're talking about creativity and connecting with humans i love that (laughs) i love that that was great uh gabriel thank you so much i'm glad that we were able to get this get you on the show i know it's been Um, back and forth like let's make let's do it man let's make it happen but yeah definitely i'm uh you know what's the best place to check you out um you had mentioned uh youtube so uh you have a youtube we talk on instagram
2: I have, no, it's not really on Instagram. I'm kind of like, I'm uh, way behind in the time. So I think the best place is just, you know, Instagram probably. You know, I've got a website and all that kind of garbage. But uh, we're going through some, we're going through the process of changing some stuff. Mm. So that the website and all that stuff will probably change by next year, which is, you know, again, Ritalin, you know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I should probably do a Ritalin panel. You know, <laughs> there you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say Instagram, uh, YouTube channel, there's a bunch of stuff on there, um, Facebook once in a while, I guess, but uh, the website, you know, I'm pretty available. Most people, if they just call me or email me, I usually pick up the phone or, or answer the email, you know, I yeah. don't have a secretary yet or, or a meeting who's doing my dirty work. So it's it's all pretty much me. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah but, but
1: uh, no definitely the Instagram I think is one of the, one of the coolest ones you post like all, you post coolest pictures all the time. So, uh, you know, thank you the listener for uh, tuning into the tone jerks podcast. If you like what you hear, you can uh, follow along on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook, just search the tone jerks and you'll find it. And then if you like what you hear, you can leave an, uh, you know, review on iTunes, hopefully five stars. Yeah, we'll read it. You know, If you write it down and iTunes posts it, we'll read it on the air. But if you really like what you hear, you can help support the show on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. But if you double down for 2 bucks a month, uh, you get an extra episode every week. You get an RSS feed. I think we have over 115 bonus episodes on there. So we're giving you something Jeez. for your money. We're not just asking for it. Um, but <laughs> but uh, we, we mentioned uh, last episode... Um, But we'll mention again, not just like uh, to say, hey, give us your money, but just let all the Patreon people know that we'll be uh, donating January and February's uh, Patreon to uh, Brian Nutter from Nutter Guitars. He he had uh, emergency surgery on his throat and he's in the hospital for a little while. So to help with uh, some of his recovery, there's a GoFundMe. We'll link that in the description as well if you do want to uh, donate. But uh, as a thank you for, you know, to bring you down, but uh, Brian, he's hopefully, you know, send your well wishes and everything but uh just as a thank you to all the patreon people kyle is gonna read your names kyle give it to me baby
0: (laughs) all right we have uh andrew walsh adam roar doug king doug gann doug christ abe newman yes michael newman (laughs) Yeah, you're right, right. Are you writing these down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're There's going to be a test at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah gotta name them all backwards. <laughs> M- oh. Michael Newman, Aaron Taylor, Nicholas Ogburn, Nicholas Payson, Colin Smith, Jason Fuzzmonger.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Joe yeah. from Like My Pedals, Will and RJ from the Just Surprise Me podcast. Check them out. We have Romyorn, Jamie Davis. Jim Bowers, Johnny Ray, Steve Mike, Steve Rao from 60 Cycle Hum, wow. Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars. Yeah, we got some big names we're just dropping them. Yeah, just dropping. It's a dump truck of names. Yeah, you were dropping names earlier. We're dropping <laughs> we're names. Oh
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars. Coach Schneider from the Flippin' Flippers podcast. Brett Alexander. Alvaro Viramontes. Digger from Fatfoot Effects. Brian Nutter from Nutter Guitars. Leon from Pelican Noise Works. Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean Faye, <laughs> Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop. Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. And we got a new one. We got a new one. Yeah. Oh, drum roll.
1: That was a nice is, drum
0: roll. This is Mike. Uh, This is Mike Oxbig. Mike Oxbig, huh? <laughs> yeah. That sounds legit. <laughs> I think we <laughs> did say, you know, you can mess around with your names. Yeah,
1: so if you do Patreon, you can put whatever name you want.
0: Yeah, so, we will so read it.
1: That was like a gag one that I was like, I saw I'm like, oh, this guy named Mike Oxbig. And Kyle oh, and I, shit. we were like crickets for a minute. I'm like, oh, that's a gag oh, name, shit. Mike
0: Oxbig. Okay. Mike, you got me. <laughs> Damn, it's too good. <laughs> it was good. It was a good one. Too good.
1: So, uh you know, uh, thank you, uh, Mike. Mike
0: yeah, <laughs> thanks um, for uh, contributing. Yeah.
1: Thank you, uh, you know, Gabriel. One more time. Where can people find you? Let's get that website. I don't think we said it.
2: www.echoparkguitars.com.
1: Perfect. You they, forgot the hypertext. Oh it's yeah, the HTTP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for for joining. Us. It was a fun one. Hey, thank you.
2: Oh, I'd like to, like to donate a pedal to be raffled off for this uh, for this for this fellow's uh, well being. So let's make that happen.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, yeah. let, let, let's talk and um, we'll keep an eye on both of our Instagrams and we'll do something for uh, for Brian. Killer. All right. Well, see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.